you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family... Look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Greetings and welcome to the daily NFL Fantasy Live podcast. All the information you need for dominance in your fantasy football league. Jason Smith alongside Michael Fabiano, Elliot Harrison, Marcus Grant, and Molly Karam. We got all the big injury news you need to know for this week. Michael Fabiano has his big start and sits recommendations. And speaking of starts, we got some running backs. Out with the old, in with the new. Some new running backs who are not drafted as number ones, but have now become number one running backs for you and are must starts every single week. That and an appearance from our own Dr. Philliot. Dr. Philliot, how are you today? Uh, I'm doing great, Jason. How are you? Good. Uh, now, do you know a lot about fantasy football? I know you know about helping people with problems, but what about with fantasy football problems? My fantasy team is nothing but problems. Is that the name of your team? No. Okay. Why you have so many problems? I'm trying to be concise. Okay. <laughs> but you talk for a living. I do, Jason, but I got to tell you right now that uh, I, I'm not prepared. Really? You didn't know you were coming on a fantasy show to talk uh, fantasy. I really didn't, but I'm going to tell you something right now. You can't come on my show and start railroading me, you know, here when we're taping a live podcast intro. All right. Well, then how about I give you some time to think about some things, and we'll talk to you coming up later I'd on I'd start the show. Golden Tape. <laughs> there we go. Your first piece of advice from Dr. Philly and Moore on the way today. Hey, fantasy fans. Welcome to NFL Fantasy Live, the official fantasy football show of the National Football League. Jason Smith here alongside Michael Fabiano and the H-Train. Elliot Harrison, Molly Karam, and Marcus Grant will join us shortly. Remember, you can always submit your questions and get the latest fantasy news. Follow us at NFL Fantasy. Time now for some headlines and none bigger than what we saw on Tuesday as the Texans officially place running back Arian Foster on IR with a back injury. He is done for the season. So, guys, no Arian Foster. How much do you like Ben Tate going forward, Fast? He's a flex option for me, and he's a risky flex option, a matchup-based option. Remember, this guy's dealing with four broken ribs, so maybe we see Dennis Johnson at some point down the stretch. It's possible, but Andre Brown had a nice game against the Raiders last week. I would play Ben Tate 
with confidence in your flex. Yeah, I would temp temper expectations because they don't need to find out about Ben Tate. They need to find out about Case Keenum. He's going to throw the football a ton the rest of the season. Getting Ben Tate going in a lost year is not something that's going to be high on their list of things to do. Well, the good thing for Ben Tate is that he's in a contract year, so he needs to play well to get a big deal going into 2014. Right, and speaking of a lost year, how about a lost year for Arian Foster for fantasy owners? Do you take him first or second overall? Where's he go? Yeah, where are you going? What do you do with him next well, year? Well, he's going to be a six-year back next year, so age isn't really a problem, but he's got a lot of tread. You know, he's had hamstring problems. He had some carries, or a lot of carries, rather. For me, he's more of a mid to late first-round pick at this point. Somewhere first or second round, depending on how he recovers. Second round depending on how he recovers from this. Remember, we've got some young running backs that are starting to make some hay in the National Football League right, right now. We'll have more on them coming up in a bit on the show. Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers hoping to be back sooner rather than later when asked on his weekly radio show Tuesday if he expects to be back by the team's Week 13 Thanksgiving game against the Lions. Rodgers said, quote, I haven't given up hope of playing any week. Obviously, this week is probably not going to happen. So, this week, they're going to New York to play the Giants. Elliot, what's your pecking order for wide receivers? We saw Boykin have a big week last week. James Jones kind of disappeared. Who can you play? I mean, don't you have to play Jordy Nelson? I, I mean, do you really have a choice? Can you play? I've had Boykin sitting on my bench, and I keep thinking, do I want to play him? Do I want to play him? I think Jordy Nelson is still your number one. And by the way, Aaron Rodgers coming back for Thanksgiving. I think that's a fight. Yeah, this is a injury here where if it truly is a crack in the collarbone, maybe he can come back in Week 12, Week 13. But if it's more then we could see Aaron Rodgers out until the fantasy postseason. That's no bueno. How many times do we see players say, yeah, man, I'm hoping to be back by week yeah. six, and it's week 12, and you're finally putting them in your lineup? They never say, they never say, look, I don't know when I can come back. Yeah. Well, maybe next season, two seasons from now. Only Revis, I think, has said that at some point. <laughs> but So only Jordy Nelson this week? Packers wide receivers? I think Boykin in a PPR league also makes sense as well. James Jones is a guy who's more of a three right now. And let's not forget who the quarterback in Green Bay is. And I think it depends if you're, a, if you're in a 10 or a 12 team. If you're in a 12 team, I'd say you probably can play Boykin. A 10 team, I don't think you need to. All right, news out of Oakland. Raiders head coach Dennis Allen confirmed earlier this week running back Rashad Jennings has earned more touches regardless of Darren McFadden's health. Allen was quoted by telling CSN Bay Area, it's a production business, and when he's had the opportunity to go in there, he has produced. When you do that, you get more opportunities. So going forward, what do you do this week? Jennings has got a bad matchup this week against Houston. I don't see him as anything more than a flex starter. But remember, Fadden's in a contract here, right? So this is a this is a clear indication that they may not bring him back. They want to see what they have in Jennings. Maybe he becomes their featured back next season. I'm ashamed to say I watch Raiders-Giants from stem to stern, but Rashad Jennings is on the field all Four the time. Man. You have to play him. Even if it's just a flex play, you got to play him because of the touches. All right, NFL media insider Ian Rappaport reporting Chiefs wideout Dwayne Bowe will play Sunday against the Broncos, this despite being arrested on a charge of speeding and marijuana possession last weekend. NFL going to review Bowe's situation for potential discipline after the legal process has run its course. So with a ways to go here, you know Bowe is playing Sunday. He's been disappointing. You think they got to throw the football a ton to keep up with Denver. Can you play Bowe this week? I don't trust him. I don't trust him one bit. What has he done to gain my trust this year? Nothing. Alex Smith doesn't throw the ball more than 10 yards down the field. If your whole team's on the infirmary like mine is, sure, play him. But otherwise, you can't trust him. Even though the Broncos are a nice matchup, I'm with Fabs. Right there, yeah, tough to play Dwayne Bowe. For more now, let's throw it over to Molly Karam and Marcus Grant, guys. Thank you. Here with NFL.com fantasy editor Marcus Grant. And it's that time of the week to look at the top player ads on NFL.com for Week 11. 
Marcus, we begin with the New York football giants who desperately needed a lift to their running game, and that's exactly what they got with the return of Andre Brown. Yeah, you know, we have ended up by a long route where we thought we were going to start, and that's with Andre Brown as the top running back for Big Blue. He came back last week. We thought he was going to be eased back into the rotation. He ended up getting 30 carries, which caught everybody by surprise. I think he caught Andre Brown by surprise as well. But the Packers are a good matchup. They've given up 100 or more rushing yards in three straight games. I think Andre Brown's the guy you really like. You can forget about Peyton Hillis or anybody else in that backfield. Go get Brown if he's still available. Especially with David Wilson done, just ups his value. Let's stay in the NFC East now, but head to the city of brotherly love, where we're hearing a lot of Nick Foles to Riley Cooper. Yes, we are. Nick Foles to Riley Cooper. It's officially a thing, people. Everybody get on that train. It is leaving the station. Foles has been fantastic since taking over as the starter. And Riley Cooper has become one of the guys he's looking towards. Eight catches of, of 25 or more yards in four games that Foles has started with Cooper there. You know, you got to like him, especially this week against a Washington defense that has been porous. He's, he's a deep threat. He catches just about everything in his direction. Even times when Foles is making bad throws, somehow Cooper comes down with him. He's a guy you really got to like going forward. All right, Marcus, those were the top ads on NFL.com. Let's get to the top ten most dropped players. And I need you to explain something to me here, because patience is a virtue that owners are not practicing. I feel like a lot of these guys, we were just telling people to pick up. So the question is, is it too soon to get rid of them? And I start with Marvin Jones. You want me to explain it to you? I was hoping you could explain it to no, me. break it down I'm for me. I'm not really sure why. I know he has kind of fallen off the last couple of weeks, but this is a guy who really was seeing a lot of looks from Andy Dalton. When Dalton was hot for that three- or four-week stretch, Marvin Jones is one of the big recipients of that. He's seen seven or more targets in three straight weeks, so the ball is going in his direction. Yes, A.J. Green has gone back to doing A.J. Green things, but Marvin Jones is a big part of what happens when the Bengals are successful on offense and are going up against a Browns defense that has been a little bit vulnerable in recent weeks. So maybe you don't start him right away, but hold on to him and stash him as a flex option. Speaking of stashing, we were just talking about Timothy Wright. If your tight end's on a bye, pick him up. Is he worth stashing on your bench? Are people dropping him too soon? Yeah, he's absolutely worth stashing. He's a guy who maybe won't pick up a whole lot of yards, but he's a guy that gets looks in the red zone. Mike Glennon is looking in Timothy Wright's direction. He will catch touchdowns for you. And so I know it's kind of frustrating to try to play that guessing game of when he gets in the end zone. But in a week like this one, when a lot of top tight ends have a lot of bad matchups, Timothy Wright's a guy that, that you can kind of count on. Hey, want to take our prom picture later? Yeah, I, I like that we're matching. Awesome. Do you, do you have my carnation? Yes, I do. It's, uh, it's right back there. I'll, I'll In the fridge. Later. Yep. Okay, cool. Speaking of guys on your bench, coming up on NFL Fantasy Live, should Russell Wilson, Pierre Garçon, or Ray Rice all be on your bench for week 11? The guru, Michael Fabiano, lets you know if he reveals all his starts and sits for the week. And fantasy fans, it's time to reel in the big one. We'll give you our list of top trade targets to go after before the trade deadline. Mama smells a championship. NFL Fantasy Live rolls on. Welcome back to NFL Fantasy Live. And you know who you can see on that show? Elliot Harrison and, of course, Michael Fabiano here with me as well. It is hump day. So you know what that means, guys. Time for a little Thursday night football preview. We've got the AFC South leading Colts heading down to Tennessee to take on the Titans right here on NFL Network. So let's make sense of all of this from a fantasy perspective. Take a look at your projections here for the Colts. And the one thing standing out to me a bit, Harrison, you have Andrew Luck a little higher. Now, he threw three interceptions this past week. Are you concerned at all? Sure. Well, I hate that you asked Fabs and I to sort anything out, a bunch of knuckleheads like us. But I'm going to do my best. Speak for yourself. (laughs) With Andrew Luck. One thing about Andrew Luck, I looked at his eight losses. In the games coming off of losses, he has five rushing touchdowns. And you say, well, why does that statistic mean anything? 
because when he has a bad game, he's going to want to put it on himself, Molly. I'm going to go out and win this game. We're not losing two games in a row. He has that kind of win over my dead body mentality. So even though I have him for 21 points, that's because I have him to get about 30 rushing yards and a touchdown. That's nine points. That gives him only 12 points passing. This is a tough matchup. The Titans have allowed the sixth fewest fantasy points to quarterbacks at home. I still say a stardom, but temper expectations. One thing that'll help him get back on track is if Trent Richardson and this running game got going a bit more fast. And this is a great matchup, but listen to this. Bobby Rainey, okay, Bobby Rainey on Monday night scored more fantasy points than Trent Richardson has scored in the last four weeks combined. How do you play this guy? He's no more than a flex to me, Molly. I can't trust him. We talked about their running game not doing much against the Rams on Sunday. Let's take a look at this, guys, because this is a little bit surprising. Trent Richardson, obviously the sexy big name here, but when you see him next to Donald Brown, who's getting half the touches and just as productive. So is the play not T. Rich, and is it Donald Brown, a Connecticut Husky? You had to throw that in there, didn't you, Molly? I would say Donald Brown is a nice sleeper on Thursday night. I just, I, Trent Richardson, I can't trust him, Harrison. You're allergic to Donald Brown, I think, in fantasy for the most part. A little bit. How many times has Donald Brown let you down, either be by being hurt or having a big game and then coming up with a 17-yard stinker? Also, the yards per carry average there, a little bit of anomaly. Trent Richardson plays on first and ten when there's a lot of guys in the box. Donald Brown's in there on second and four when, as a defender, you don't know if they're going to run or pass. So sometimes the numbers lie a little bit. Let's head out to the wide receivers now with Reggie Wayne out. The passing attack seems to be... um, with T.Y. Hilton as the focal point, is he a wide receiver one? Yeah, you know, Fabs, to me, T.Y. Hilton is matchup proof because he's the most reliable target they have. And Kobe Fleener is closer to a bust than a Hall of Fame bust at this point in his career. T.Y. Hilton's the number one option in that offense. I have T.Y. Hilton in one of my leagues, and I am starting him. But listen to this. No team has allowed fewer fantasy points to wide receivers on their home field than the Tennessee Titans. They're allowing an average of under 10, which you can't sit. I'm still starting You guys, here's T.Y. Hilton's production since we saw Reggie Wayne go down with that ACL injury for the season. And his numbers have almost doubled. Look at the fantasy points there. Prior seven, after over 21. Also look at the uh, receiving yards per game. And he's making more out of his targets. Before he was completing about half. Now they're at 70%. So, I mean, that's, that's something right there. A much better play now. So, let's get to the other side of this Thursday night football matchup with the Titans. Earlier this week, they lost quarterback Jake Locker to a Liz Frank injury. So, Ryan Fitzpatrick gets the start. And the thing that I noticed with your projections here, guys, is they're almost identical. Does Fitzpatrick have any fantasy value, the Ivy League grad? Well, they're identical because Fats cheats off of me. So, Fats, go ahead, oh. Ryan Fitzpatrick. Uh, oh. Number one, I don't cheat off of you, Harrison. Don't worry about that. Cover your but papers. I would not start the Amish rifle. He's done this before, comes in and plays well when Locker goes out. Then you think, oh, well, maybe he's got some fantasy value, and when he clearly doesn't. It's a Thursday night game. The Colts' defense is not as bad as a lot of people say it is. I am sitting, or maybe not even picking up off the waiver wire, the Amish rifle. What about CJ2K? What can we expect from him? Well, maybe CJ half K at this point. You know, I used to know a kid in high school that would cheat with the cheat sheet underneath his shoe on the smart sole. Smart guy. Yeah, he was a smart guy, and he was probably smart enough not to draft Chris Johnson. That said, it's very hard for me to sit a guy like this, but I don't expect Chris Johnson to get you 100 yards. He's had 100-yard game. That was against the Rams. Who coaches the Rams, Michael? Uh, let me think about that. That would be Jeff Fisher. Maybe a little extra motivation for Chris Johnson in that game. I don't trust him. By the way, if you're smart, you don't need to cheat. That's true. Yeah. Or you're smart, and that's why you cheat. Okay, Kendall Wright <laughs> caught seven balls for 78 yards. That was 
against Jacksonville. Should owners expect similar this week? I don't know. Maybe that's how they do things at UConn, Molly. I don't know. But Fine this is public a guy institution. who is very underrated, especially in PPR leagues. And the Colts have given up more fantasy points to wide receivers over the last four weeks than any team in the entire league. I really like Wright as a sleeper on Thursday night. They're there. He's getting the targets and offense. I don't like him to get a touchdown, but I could see him catching seven or eight balls. Right. He's like the sort of Eddie Royal from a few years ago yes. in his rookie year. He'll yes. catch you a lot of passes, doesn't score a lot of touchdowns. Excellent, gentlemen. Thank you for getting us primed for Thursday night football yeah. with those projections. And uh, speaking of receivers, coming up the golden one, Seahawks wide receiver Golden Tate drops by to talk about his fantasy football team. Quarterback Russell Wilson and the return of teammate Percy Harvin. I love that he plays fantasy, guys. But up next, is Nick Foles a must-star QB? Find out when Michael Fabiano gives you all his starts and six for Week 11. NFL Fantasy Live back in a minute. Welcome back to NFL Fantasy Live. Jason Smith here alongside Fantasy Hall of Famer Michael Fabiano. Every Wednesday, Fabs has all his starts and sits for the week. So before we start with the quarterbacks, let me, let me tell everybody, you're going to see some names on here and scratch your head, Fabs. This is a difficult week in these fantasy streets for quarterbacks. A lot of big-name quarterbacks have really bad matchups, including the guy that I'm not putting on either one of these lists, Peyton Manning. You got Nick Foles as a start, Matt Ryan as a start. It's tough after the last couple of weeks he have, like I said. Times are tough in these fantasy streets. Your sleeper is Case Keenum against Oakland, but Russell Wilson pretty soon, Fabs, might graduate from being a starter to being an every-week starter. He's been so good both for the Seahawks and for fantasy owners, and, boy, he's got a great matchup this week against the Vikings. They've allowed the second-most fantasy points to quarterbacks this season. They've also allowed 21 touchdown passes. That is tied for the most in the National Football League. Russell Wilson's a guy that I would flip after this game because his value is going to go through the roof, Jason. All right, now help me out with this, Fabs. All week, you waited in the experts' league for Tom Brady to break out. You waited, you waited. Finally, he breaks out. He's going to be the old Tom Brady again. Coming off a bye, you have him as a sit. Playing the Panthers on Monday night. I mean, this is a horrible matchup for Brady. The Panthers have allowed the fewest fantasy points to quarterbacks and only seven touchdown passes. Seven, Jason. This defense is for real. They held Colin Kaepernick down to fewer than five fantasy points last week. I'd start Case Keenum over him. I would start Nick Foles over him. And really, Tom Brady's had one big game in the last two months. And you start the Panthers' defense because they're becoming close to being a must They are very good. All right, here's your running backs. Fabiano says, start Frank Gore, Ray Rice. It's tough. you got to put Ray Rice in here now because he's been so bad. Danny Woodhead, your sleeper is Andre Ellington, a phenomenal matchup against Jacksonville and Fabs. Frank Gore, you look back at the last few weeks, he's got to be one of the top two or three running backs in all of fantasy. He's one of the best, and this is a great matchup against the Saints. They've given up a combined 35-plus fantasy points to each of the last two running backs they faced, DeMarco Murray and Chris Ivory. Now, Gore and Marino, it seems like they're no-brainers to start, but i got to tell you guys, there were no good matchups for the mid-tier running backs that I could put on here. And I'm not going to tell you to start some guy that I wouldn't have any confidence in starting, like a Bobby Rainey, for example. So stick with your studs. Marino's got a bad matchup on paper, or is it? The Chiefs actually haven't been good against running backs on the road. C.J. Spiller, we had the breakout week two weeks ago. You see him limping, carrying the football, the season that is for Spiller. You got him as a sit against the Jets. Well, he's playing the men in green, uh, your own men in green, and, and that defense has been really good against the run. They've allowed the fewest fantasy points per game. They're running backs on the road. And back in week three, C.J. against the Jets, 11 touches, 10 yards. No thank you. But if, he, ca- CJ if he carries the football 110 times, that's 100 yards. Uh, well, he may throw <laughs> up after that workload. <laughs> Let's get to the wide receivers now. Here's your recommendations at start and sit. 
for the pass catchers. And one guy on this list, Fab, you have is Vincent Jackson as a start. He's had a bad last couple of weeks. Riley Cooper on this list. Your sleeper is Kendall Wright against the Colts. We keep waiting for that big breakout game from Kendall Wright. But Fab Jackson... A couple of down weeks, a big bounce back for him here. I really think so. Earlier this season against Atlanta, he absolutely went off. Had a big game, two touchdowns, over 130 yards. And Atlanta's defense has not been good against wide receivers. They've allowed the fifth most fantasy points to the position this season. They've also allowed 13 receiving touchdowns to wide receivers. That's third most in the National Football League. So I know Vincent Jackson's been bad lately, and he's been really bad. Keep the faith. Keep him active. He'll produce for you against Atlanta. Keenan Allen is the number one receiver on a team that likes to throw the football a ton, but put him on your bench this week. This is not a good matchup against the Miami Dolphins. They've allowed the fourth fewest fantasy points to wide receivers this season. They've actually allowed one receiving touchdowns to wide receivers this year. One. Keenan Allen's been great. And you know what? Chances are you might have to play him because he's been so good. But temper your expectations again. This is another big name that has a really bad matchup, and that is sort of the topic of conversation in fantasy this week. Big names, bad matchups. All right, we talked about the quarterbacks had big names with bad matchups. The tight ends as well. A lot of big names with bad matchups here. Antonio Gates, Kobe Fleener, Scott Chandler must start. Your sleeper is Dallas Clark at Chicago Fabs. This is how bad it is at tight end because the no-brainers one way or the other have either good or bad matchups. I'm not going to put those guys on the list. So, hey, Jordan Reed, this isn't a good matchup against the Eagles, but he is the most targeted tight end in the National Football League over the last several weeks. You start Gates, I like Fleener. But Reed is a guy who now has the confidence of Robert Griffin III, and he has scored the most fantasy points of any tight end over the last four weeks. He's been phenomenal. Again, not a good matchup, Jason, but he's too hot to bench right now. And of the guys on that list that you're going to sit, look at Greg Olson. Now, Greg Olson is a kid who has really been a mid-tier number one this season. Last week he had a bad game. We told you to sit him. I don't like them against the, Pan- uh, the Patriots. They've allowed the fifth fewest fantasy points of tight ends over the last four weeks. Now, again, Olsen's a guy that a lot of people probably have to play, but this is not a good matchup. When I have to put Dallas Clark on my stardom list as a sleeper, you know that there is not a lot to like in terms of the matchups at the tight end position. He has found the end zone recently uh, for the Ravens, and this is a good matchup against the Bears, but again... The matchups just aren't there this week. And that's one thing about fantasy. You might have to start them. You don't have to like it, but exactly. you still have to put them in your lineup. There's a lot of players on my sit <laughs> list that people are going to start this week. You don't have to like it. All right, a couple of guys we like as far as defenses go to start. I know you really like Arizona against the Jaguars. Granted, it is the Jaguars, but the Cardinals are pretty good. The Cardinals are very good. Had a good game last week in the stat sheets for fantasy owners. They'll do it again in Jacksonville. Now, yes, the Titans didn't have a good game against the Jags last week, and we apologize for that. We all like the Titans. I'm not jumping off the bandwagon. I'm staying on start defenses against Jacksonville. So go with the Arizona Cardinals. They still gave you seven points last week, the Titans, so it's not like they were off. They weren't terrible. Also, don't think you don't have to play the Giants defense. That's a double negative. Yeah, but don't I think you that. have to stay away from the Giants just because they're playing the Green Bay Packers. Eight takeaways their last three games, 11 or more fantasy points in each of their last three games. Now they get Scott Tolzien in his first start. This is a red-hot Giants team playing at home. I picked up the Giants in my league of record. I'm playing them against the Green Bay Packers this week. And Fabs, one little known fact, since signing Peyton Hillis, the Giants are 3-0. Wow. So now he goes from, like, the Madden curse to being the Peyton Hillis blessing. That's right. There you go. For Big Blue. I think that should be the name of your fantasy team next year, Peyton Hillis blessing. Mm, I'm not going to do that. (laughs) 
Still to come, out with the old and in with the new. The running back position has the shortest shelf life in the NFL, so we have the names of the new class of running backs that are now must-starts. This is NFL Fantasy Live. Welcome back to NFL Fantasy Live, the official fantasy football show of the NFL. Joined by these two lovely gentlemen. Are those senior poses? That's Elliot Harrison, yes. Marcus Grant. They're just practicing for their Class photo shoot right later. Here. Yeah, babyface. Senior Babyface, just well. like Geno Smith. Guys, one of the most popular names being asked about on Fantasy Genius is Nick Foles. He's, he's been lighting it up lately. Can we trust him, though, moving forward? I think you can definitely trust Nick Foles moving forward. I mean, what he has done, I think, has been to open up one more thing in the offense. Everybody knew coming into the season it was going to be LaShawn McCoy and Deshaun Jackson. He has gotten Riley Cooper involved. I think that's made a world of difference. It also helps he's taking care of the football. He's not turning it over. That is a big deal. And he's got a pretty nice uh, playoff schedule as well down the stretch. Yeah, and I like your logic. If he can get Riley Cooper involved, then he must be good because Riley Cooper (laughs) stinks, right? I I like his matchup against the Redskins. They're giving up a boatload of points. And look, the guy doesn't turn the ball over. Those negative twos hurt you in fantasy. He doesn't do that for you. It's all production with him. So I'm with Marcus on this. You can trust Nick Foles. Let's take a look at Nick Foles this season by the numbers. You see that graphic, 16 TDs, zero interceptions. It's only the third time that's happened in NFL history for a quarterback and uh, averaging 26 fantasy points per game as a starter. Very impressive. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, uh, and what the thing is, you know, you look at him as a starter, 13 team TDs, no interceptions. He's come in in relief and thrown three touchdowns and no interceptions. Guy is a stud. All right, gentlemen, you know what time it is. Time now for Engineer to Win, presented by Volkswagen. We're going to put 1.30 on the clock, and then what? Let it rip. You're not going to pose for that one? Okay. And go through as many fantasy genius. You don't do it on cue. I get it. Fantasy genius questions as we can about week 11. Are you ready? Yep. Yeah. Okay, we begin with the Chiefs defense against the Broncos. I'm starting them. You bet. They've got 23 takeaways. They have 36 sacks. That's a lot of fantasy points right there. You can't sit a defense that has that kind of production when they're at the top of takeaways and sacks. That's what they They get after the quarterback, and they're going after Peyton Manning, who's got a bum wheel. I like the Chiefs this week. Can't wait for that game, period. Better start Nick Foles or RG3. I'm going Nick Foles. I like the matchup. Nick Foles is at home. The Redskins' back end has been terrible. 26th in defense. I know what you're thinking. Go ahead. I was going to say you stay with a hot hand. You go with Nick Foles. Are you going to disagree? No, RG3's been up and down this year. Foles has been pretty solid. I like the simultaneous. Ooh. Better start Case Keenum or Andrew Luck. I'm going going again. I'm going going Andrew Luck just because. We need to get out more. Yeah, no doubt. I'm going with Andrew Luck. He, you know, he, he was struggling last week. But even then, he still had a pretty good football game, and I think he's going to bounce back this week. I thought you were going to say Andrew Luck, E-I-E-I-O. Let me tell you, Andrew Luck, after <laughs> losses, has been outstanding. I'm trusting the guy I drafted. 40 seconds. Better start Percy Harvin or Golden Tate. I'm going Golden Tate. Percy Harvin hasn't been in the lineup. Golden Tate has got touchdowns for you. He was great against the Falcons. Give me Golden Tate. I do think Harvin's going to be on a pitch count this week, and I just don't like to put him in right away. Exactly. After the bye week, might get more reps. Better start Riley Cooper or Keenan Allen. I'm using your logic, dude. I'm going the hot hand. Not because Riley Cooper is any good, but because Nick Foles <laughs> is delivering him the football. I'm taking Riley Cooper. I'm taking Riley Cooper just because Keenan Allen's got a tough matchup against that Miami yep. secondary. Foles to Cooper. It is. Better start. This is the last one here. Andre Brown or Le'Veon Bell? Andre Brown. I'm going with Andre Brown. He got 30 carries, which surprised even him. I, I like him this week. Uh, yeah, Andre Brown. They were going to ease him back in. He got 30 carries, so I think he's going to get 62 carries On uh, NFL.com's <laughs> most added week. Okay, that was Engineered to Win, presented by Volkswagen. For more now, let's send it over to Jason and Fabs. Oh, that is spectacular, gentlemen. Hey, I get, fellas. 
We can, can push, too. We can say like this. No, we're not. All Would right. you stop it? Thanks a bunch, Molly, here with Michael Fabiano and Fabs. Tons of running backs who were drafted early on that have disappointed fantasy owners. We look back now at the first 10 running backs that went off the board before the season started and their average draft position. Most of these guys were first-rounders. But see these names right now. Arian Foster, Doug Martin out for the season. Ray Rice disappointing. C.J. Spiller disappointing. Trent Richardson disappointing. Half the guys on this list are no longer must-starts. Look, Trent Richardson is a guy who you can't start him at all right now. Not even as a flex as bad as he's been. But Fabs, Ray Rice is a or C.J. Spiller. We'll get to Ray Rice in a second. C.J. Spiller is someone who his arrow was going up last week, and now it's going down again. Uh, it's like Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde with Mr. Spiller. One week he's good, next week he's awful. I don't like the matchup this week against the Jets. They've been very tough against running backs. Earlier this year, Spiller did nothing against the men in green. So, typically your first-round pick must start. Not so much. Not with C.J. Spiller, especially not this week against the Jets. And you also had Dr. Heckle and Mr. Jive, the men at work song from the late 80s. So you had both those I couldn't even there. say that correctly. <laughs> All right, now Ray Rice, Fabs. Let, 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 let's be realistic with him now. More than 45 yards rushing in a game one time this season. Where do you play him? Well, something's wrong with that hip. He can't even make tacklers miss in space anymore, and it's not like he's 30 or 29. He's still in the prime of his career. With that being said, he's no longer a must-start, but he's playing the Bears this week. Bears haven't been able to stop the run all season long. They're all banged up in the middle of that defense, so... I would still play Ray Rice this week because the matchup's good, but he's not a must-start anymore. And is he a flex this week? I mean, really, Ray Rice is a flex now. He's a flex or a low-end, too. That's what it's come down to at this point. I really think he's hurt where he just can't make the plays that he's used to play, uh, used to making uh, in the past. All right, now let's take a look at the new era of must-start running backs as people fall out, some people fill their place. These are players who weren't drafted as running back ones but are now must-starts, and we kick it off with a guy who really came on after an injury, Eddie Lacy. Fabs, the Packers drafted him to be this guy early this season. Took him a while to come on, but now there's no other more dependable running back than Eddie Lacy. Now you know why I was trying to trade for him to get him from your team for weeks and weeks and weeks. And you wouldn't bite on it, Smith, but he's been fantastic. 100 scrimmage yards in four of his last five games, a rushing touchdown in three of his last four games. And he is the bell cow. He is going to see the football 20-plus times. The best running back out of Alabama in the NFL right now, Andy Lacy. And one of the reasons you don't, you're not asking me for Eddie Lacy anymore is because off the waiver wire a couple weeks ago, you picked up Zach Stacy way ahead of the curve on him. He said, look, this is a guy who looks like the best running back. He had the most burst, and now he's a guy, he's a low-end one. 79 rushing tips in his last three weeks. That's the most of any running back in the National Football League. And when Sam Bradford went down with that knee injury, Zach Stacy became the centerpiece of the Rams offense, and he has been good. And this guy can catch the ball out of the backfield. He can run with it. We all see that. This is a kid who, even against a tough Panthers team, double-digit fantasy points, Smith. So he's a must-start right now. You start him over Ray Rice and C.J. Spiller and all these big names that we thought were going to be superstars. We thought wrong. Another name in there is Le'Veon Bell. His fantasy points have increased in four straight weeks. And you have to look at Le'Veon Bell almost like you look at Matt Forte, except he gets goal line carries. He gets yards out of the backfield. He's going to run for 75, 80 yards a game. He's going to catch 40, 50 yards of passes, give you a touchdown. Le'Veon Bell is everything you wanted when you draft him or held on to him coming back from injury. Remember in the preseason I said he was going to be the number one rookie in fantasy football this year? Well, I was close. It's Eddie Lacy at this point, but... Le'Veon Bell has got talent. He's a great fit for that offense. Todd Haley's running in Pittsburgh now. The team's not doing well. That's not because Bell's not doing well. He is producing, and he has become, as we're saying, a must-start in fantasy league.
Fabs. So here's your new era must start running backs. And on this list, Fabs, no Sean Marino having a phenomenal season. But every time he comes out there, I say to myself, is this the game he's going to get hurt? He doesn't make it past eight games. Late round pick in most fantasy drafts, maybe the best bargain in fantasy football outside of potentially Phillip Rivers. But no Sean Marino has been just phenomenal. That kind of thing happens when Peyton Manning is your quarterback. See Edger and James and uh, Joseph Adai when those guys played with Mr. Manning in Indianapolis. Uh, coming up next, the fantasy trade deadline and playoffs are right around the corner. Your roster needs to be ready. We'll share some insider trading tips and the big names you need to go after to get you your fantasy championship. This is NFL Fantasy Live. Welcome back to NFL Fantasy Live, the official fantasy football show Laugh of the it NFL. Up, ball. <laughs> Jason Smith here alongside Michael Fabiano, Marcus Grant, and our resident comedian, Elliot Harrison. Just a reminder, the fantasy trade deadline for Standard Leagues on NFL.com next Friday night at 11.59 p.m. So, you want to make a trade, got to get it done by then. To get you ready for it, going to give you our trade tips and players we think you should target. So, Fabs, start us off. What, what do you think, what, what do you, would your big piece of advice be for someone looking for a trade? Well, right now, you want to have the best starting lineup you possibly can, right? So, trade depth to get better starters, okay? Trade two guys that are pretty good off your bench for a really good guy that you're going to be able to start throughout the playoffs. All right, who's a couple of guys you would target for in a trade? Tony Romo's the first one, and this is a good time to trade for Tony Romo. He's coming off a lousy game against the New Orleans Saints. The Cowboys are on a bye, but look at his schedule coming up. He's playing the Giants, the Raiders, the Bears, the Packers, and the Redskins. And Tony Romo's been pretty good statistically late in seasons, Elliot Harrison. So I would trade for Tony Romo. I'd rather have Romo than Colin Kaepernick, than Tom Brady, than Philip Rivers. He can I start really on like Thanksgiving. It. No doubt about that. And that makes it fun to have your fantasy quarterback going on Thanksgiving. Another player that I would trade for is Zach Stacy in St. Louis. This guy has 79 rush attempts in his last three games. That's the most in the National Football League. 12 plus fantasy points in four straight games. He's got the Bears, who can't stop the run. The Niners are not that good against the run this year. The Cardinals, the Saints, who have been awful. And then Tampa Bay in Fantasy Championship Week. I have Stacy in a few leagues, and I love him. I think I'm going to be the president of the Zach Stacy fan club. I thought you already were. Uh, I'm working my way up. Trade for him now. Stacy's owner has got it going on right here. I like <laughs> Would you stop oh, using man. that reference? Oh, I agree. killed yes. it. I agree with you, though, but really it is fun starting a quarterback on Thanksgiving. Like if you're Smith watching your quarterback run into a guy's butt on Thanksgiving. That's right. Yeah. Nothing quite like that. I, I guarantee that will not happen this week. I think week. it would cause it a lot of indigestion depending <laughs> on who the quarterback is on Thanksgiving. Rome was right? playing the Raiders, too. Turkey yeah. Day. That's a treat. All right, Marcus, is. what's your big tip? Well, I think the big tip here is to fill a position of need. That's what you really want to do. And what I think happens in a lot of leagues is that people really get caught up on, did I win this trade? Am I losing this trade? Am I giving up too much? Look, at this point in the year, if you're making a deal, you're trying to fill something on your roster. So go out and get what you need. If you need to fill that wide receiver spot, go fill the wide receiver spot. If you need a running back or a quarterback, do that. Don't worry about what the other people in your league are going to say about it. If you feel like you got what you needed, then be happy about it. Oh, the commissioner's got to redo, got to, got to denote this deal, got to just deny it. This is crazy. This kills me in my division because now you're giving the guy that's right behind me two good wide receivers. Exactly. Are you exactly. saying don't be an insecure trader? Basically, yes. You right, know, cool. Be right or be wrong, but be sure. All right, now who are you going after? I think one of the guys I'm going after is Case Keenum, especially if you're at the quarterback spot. If you're worried about what happens with Aaron Rodgers, if you're worried about what's going to happen with Jay Cutler, Case Keenum has played very, very well. He's had nearly 50 fantasy points in the last two weeks, and he's done it in some tough 
places. He went on the road to Kansas City, played pretty well in his first start. Went on the road to Arizona, played very well. Case Keenum is a guy that I don't know if he's matchup proof, but he's a guy that you can be very confident with in most situations. Another guy I'm looking at, Danny Woodhead. And for whatever reason, when we talk about running backs, he's never a name that we bring up a lot. But this is a guy who's getting you 8, 9, 10 fantasy points every single week. And if you're looking to fill in your flex spot, you can do a whole lot worse than Danny Woodhead. And he's a guy who can carry it. He gets carries at the goal line. More importantly, he catches the ball out of the backfield. I mean, we look at a guy like Darren Sproles and what he does as a multiple receiver, running back kind of guy. Danny Woodhead has been maybe better, at least more consistent, than Darren Sproles all year. Thank you, Mr. Grant. All right, Dr. Philliot, what's your big trade tip? Well, Jason, my, my <laughs> tip is don't trade just to make a trade, okay? You're trying to squeeze butter from a duck, and you just can't do that. I'll tell you right now, America, comma, take a listen. But if you're going to make a trade, Philip Rivers is the guy that I like. I'll tell you right now. I'm still trying to get butter from a duck. I, I tell you, Philip Rivers, I, look, I talked about him last week. Here's what you need to know about Philip Rivers. He's having his best season since 2009. He's been outstanding. Here's the deal, though. Check out this playoff schedule. Giants at home, at Broncos, Raiders at home. That's your fantasy playoffs. You trade for Phillip Rivers, you have a three-game starter for your fantasy playoffs. It doesn't lay out any better for any quarterback. Giants, Broncos, Raiders with two of those games in San Diego make the deal. Now, another guy I like, I'm right there with Marcus. Chargers and Raiders, or excuse me, Chargers and Texans, Andre Johnson. Marcus mentioned Case Keenum. I like Case Keenum. And I like this guy right here who's beating Patrick Peterson on that piece of video you see right there. Andre Johnson, five touchdowns, last two games, 118 yards per game with Keenum as a starter. Six receptions of 25-plus yards in three games. What does that mean? That means you're not getting that little seven-yard out, that little none-yard in that Amendola gets you. You're getting chunk plays. You're getting 100-yard games. That way, if your fantasy receiver doesn't get a touchdown, you still get 10 or 11 points. And you're getting butter. And a duck. That's right. But in the in the typical analyst tee-up of the host, Jason, who are the two guys that you would like? Well, I'm glad you asked me because I got to think the best thing is the best trade sometimes is the trade you don't make. I can't tell you how many times this year I've been told no on guys I've offered from Le'Veon Bell, Eddie Lacy, Philip Rivers, Pierre Garçon, Antonio Brown. Just because you get frustrated with guys, do you see them on their roster? You're like, okay, he's never going to turn it around for me. Now, Marcus's point is don't be afraid to overpay, but don't just trade a whole bunch of guys who you're sick of seeing their names because I can't imagine what my team would look like right now without some of those guys. In our Experts League, earlier this season when Gronk was coming back, I offered them Eddie Lacy and Le'Veon Bell, and they said no. Thank goodness they said no because I can't imagine what my team would look like without those two guys. So don't worry about trying to make a trade if you have to sit there and just say, I'm going to dump the guys off my bench I don't like. Now, going forward, a couple of guys i really like you to go pick up and try to make a deal for are two players who the offenses are flowing back towards for their respective teams. First one is Marcus Colson. His targets are going up now in three straight games. He was awful the beginning of the year. You weren't starting him. He's the number one receiver in New Orleans. He's been the number one receiver for a long time. He had a bad stretch. You can get him very cheap right now, but you got to go get him right now. His playoff opponents, not the best schedule, but still, it's Marcus Colson, number one wide receiver for the Saints, and the price isn't going to be too heavy. Also, go get Chris Ivory. Two of his last three games, he's over 100 yards. The weather's getting colder. The Jets are playing a schedule coming up the rest of the way where they're going to be just about favored or, if not, a, a pick them in just about every single game. And this means they're going to be able to run the football, impose their will on defenses, and it's Chris Ivory time. He doesn't have a lot of wear and tear on his tires because he missed the early part of the season. So go get Ivory. He'll be the number one running back. 
He'll be a guy you're starting as at least a flex the rest of the way. So here's some guys to go after, as we told you about. Romo and Rivers at quarterback, Johnson, Danny Woodhead, Zach Stacy. Fabiano's got it going on with Zach Stacy. Case Keenum, Marcus Colson. I Colston. see a lot of insecure trading here, Jason. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get to the bump. Coming up next, it's showtime. A very good friend of the program, Golden Tate, joins us to chat fantasy football, the return of Percy Harvin, and the Seahawks' 12th man. This is another NFL Fantasy Live episode coming right back. Welcome back to NFL Fantasy Live. Michael Fabiano here with Seattle Seahawks wide receiver Golden Tate. Thanks for joining the show. Sure thing. Thanks for having me. So you've scored over 16 fantasy points in each of your last two games. You've been a real factor in the pass attack for the Seahawks. Do you see that changing with Percy Harvin back, or are you going to remain one of the big targets for Russell Wilson? Um, I think I'll remain uh, a target for Russell. Uh, you know, obviously we're excited to have Percy back. Uh, you know, I can pick him on fan. I'm gonna pick him up on fantasy if I can, though. Uh, but uh, you know, I don't. Th- I don't think the offense is gonna change. I think he's gonna help us a lot once he does come back. Uh, he's gonna bring another dimension to our offense, and uh, you know, I'm, I'm excited to have you know be on the field with Marshawn, uh, Percy, and Russell, and myself. You know, we're we're all gonna we're all good at breaking tackles. A lot of talent in that offense. Talk about your quarterback a little bit more, Russell Wilson. He's thrown for at least two touchdowns in each of his last four starts. What makes him so special both on the field and in fantasy football? Um, he's, he's just every single day he shows up to work. Uh, you know, no matter if he's sick or not feeling it, he's showing up to work. He's a great leader. Uh, his preparation is, is awesome, man. I mean, he, he's always in the film room trying to better himself. He's always shooting out text messages when he sees things in film. Uh, he's just he's just continuously trying to get better. He's like he's had something to prove every single day he comes to work. Now people may not know this about you, but you play fantasy football. You're a fantasy player. You tweeted out your team back in September. Now I know you have Marshawn Lynch on that team. Do you ever go to Marshawn and say, "Hey, man, I could use a few touchdowns this weekend"? Oh <laughs> um, n- no, but when it happens, I'm always in my head, you know, on the sideline. Yes, that's six points fantasy. You know, when he goes for 100, I'm thinking that's 10 points. So it's always good, you know, to be there, watch him do well. Uh, you know, also have myself on, on the team. I've done decently uh, this, these last few games, too. Yeah, so now you have yourself. Do you ever bench yourself when you have another player with a better matchup? Or is Golden Tate always in Golden Tate's lineup? Um, you know what? The first probably seven or eight games, I was not in my lineup. And as of recently with uh, – you know, Sydney going out, and, and I felt like I was going to get more targets and be more successful. I started putting myself in the lineup, uh, and I'm, I've been doing uh, decently. Uh, last year, I only played myself twice, and both times I had zero, like one catch for seven yards both games. So I didn't play myself the rest of the season because I was like, all right, you know, fantasy or real life, you know, what's, what's going to, which one I want to prioritize? <laughs> I'm interested to know what round you drafted yourself in. Um, I, I drafted myself late, uh, you know, in the league, I'm in the league with a bunch of the guys on the team. And, you know, I told them, like, you better not draft me. That's where I'm some problems. So they, you know, I, I can kind of draft myself whenever I want it. So you ended up being one of the better draft bargains on your own fantasy team. I like that. Yeah. Although my record does not show. Uh, see, I wasn't going to mention that. I wasn't going to mention your record or anything like that. <laughs> I figured I'd, le- I'd let you know anyway. No shame in it. All right. Well, Now, I don't know if you know this or not, but the Minnesota Vikings, they're one of the 10 worst defenses in the National Football League when it comes to giving up fantasy points to wide receivers. So, in other words, you have a phenomenal matchup this weekend against Minnesota. 
Any predictions out there for yourself and for fantasy owners? Are you starting Golden Tate this week? Yeah, I, I think I'll be in the lineup. Uh, I did not know that uh, stat that you just threw at me, uh, but I kind of, when it comes to fantasy, that's kind of something fun. But, uh, you know, I'm just looking forward to another, uh, just going out, coming back home, playing at CenturyLink, uh, you know, trying to play some championship football. Uh, you know, fantasy is, you know, it's fun, but I'm not going to be too hurt if I don't do well in fantasy. Uh, you know, I'll be excited if I do because that means I did, I did well in real life also. So, you know, uh, you know, we'll see how it goes. All right, hey, Golden, you were one of my sleepers last week, man. Keep up the great work and good luck against the Minnesota Vikings. Thank you, Golden Tate, for joining us on NFL Fantasy Live. Sure thing. Thanks for having me. All right, for more now, let's throw it back over to Jason and Elliott. All right, thanks a lot, Fabs. Thanks a lot, Golden Tate. I wish we would know that. If a guy doesn't start himself in his own fantasy league, I can't start him in my fantasy league. I, yeah, that's, I was pretty shocked. Then I'll tell you this right now. Not only is he a tough receiver who's productive, but he went with the Abe Lincoln beard. The no stash <laughs> and just the beard. Love that look, man. All right, now let's, let's break this down. With Percy Harvin coming back, what, what's the, who's the real number one wide receiver in Seattle? Still Golden Tate. Percy Harvin hasn't been playing. He's had a hip injury. I've had a hip injury. I know what it feels like. Dennis Pitta had a hip injury. He's out for the season. I don't think you start Harvin when you really need a win right now, especially if you're one of those teams that's like three and seven and you really, really need a win. I think it's still Harvin. I'm a, you think it's still Golden Tate, right? Or excuse me, I still think it's Golden Tate, then Harvin, then Doug Baldwin. See, I'm going to go the other way for you on, on Percy Harvin. They're, he's playing against the Vikings now. He wants a big game. They're playing at home. They're going to yeah. show him off. I'm going to put him in my lineup this week. Granted, I, I kind of need to put him in, but, but I'm, I'm confident with Percy how Harvin. How many plays is he going to get, though? That's the thing I'm worried about. If he just gets one long touchdown for me, that's all I need. Yeah, that's asking a lot. That's asking a lot. I appreciate it. There you go. That's a wrap, fantasy fans. Join us tomorrow for the latest news and a full preview of the Colts-Titans Thursday night football matchup. NFL Fantasy Live returns tomorrow at 5 p.m. Eastern. You can play them both, Ellie. Tate, Harvin, Tate, Harvin Baldwin. And then Steve Larkin. Brian Blaze. You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.